This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance alongside the coach, Tim Welsh. I'm Dallin Cuff. If you want to join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Uh, we now bring in a former Jets and Browns head coach, Eric Mangini, to talk some NFL. And uh, Coach, thank you much for joining us. Um, in terms of uh, New England right now, we talked about them throughout the course of the show, and a lot has been made about who's calling the plays there. And Matt Patricia, former defensive coordinator, becomes head coach, now reportedly calling the plays for the hey, what is also reported a bit of a struggling offense you were a defensive assistant, an offensive assistant before becoming a head coach, then an offensive consultant. You've been on both sides of the ball. Is this much ado about nothing, or does this really matter in terms of in terms of Matt Patricia's pedigree, if you will? Yeah, it, it, it matters to to some degree. I actually started my career on the offensive side of the ball when I was in Cleveland with Bill the first time, and then I went to the Ravens. I was on the offensive side of the ball with Kirk Brents on the O-line, but I didn't go back to it until I went to San Francisco. And initially, when I was a, an offensive consultant, I was I was evaluating defenses and then sharing that with the staff. And the following year, I went and coached the tight ends. And as much as you understand what the defense is trying to do and, and the value that brings to the offensive staff and to the offensive players, because you can really outline it, you can explain techniques, you can give a different level of depth than, than if you were you spent your time on offense, there still is this this transition that takes place, and it, it's all like you write with your right hand, and then suddenly you have to write with your left hand. Everything is flipped. the The approach is is totally different. You know, the um, the depth of, of understanding technique is is not the same as it was. You know, when you spent ten, fifteen years on on the other side of the ball. So so there is a a period of, of, of change and growth that that has to take place. Now, I'd say luckily for Matt, he was on offense last year, and even for Joe Judge, he spent a year as a wide receivers coach, so that that's you know not that distant pass, and it's within the system they've had previously, or they've always had. So, Eric, how, break it down for us how similar and how different is the preparation for a defensive coordinator versus an offensive play caller? Well, it's it's similar in the sense that you go through the progression the same way. So you go through the the first and second down or the scouting report, the first and second down game planning, third down red zone, two minute. The days stay the same. Those correspond because you're working against each other. So the schedule isn't different from that perspective. But on on defense, you have to react to everything. You, you have no control over what the offense does. So you've got to you've got to anticipate. What they're going to do, you've got to be ready if, if what you've anticipated for isn't wrong and have packages to deal with that. So there's a lot of contingencies that go into that, that planning, and you have no control if the, if the offense wants to go five wide receivers, but they can. If they want to go multiple tight ends, they can. You just react. And then on offense, you control everything, which, which is a, a great part of it. You If, if you – Feel like your strength is is getting big. You can spend the whole game getting big. 
you want to spread it out, you want to be an empty, whatever you want to do, you have absolute control from that perspective. What you don't have control over is, you know, the volume of pressures that you're going to get or the way that they may react to the groups that you put in. But, I, but I'd say the, the biggest thing is, is the overall amount of control that you have of, of the game plan versus defensively we have to react. It's Eric Mangini, former head coach for the Jets and the Browns. You're listening to Canteen Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Tim Welsh. I'm Dallin Cuff. Uh, Eric, in terms of Mac Jones, I mean, he had a very good rookie campaign, um, but now he's got a different offense, and as we've already talked about, all different voices in his head and in these meeting rooms. Uh, are you concerned about his, how does this? I should say, how does this affect his development as he's just in year two here? Okay, well, I, I don't think it's a different offense. I, I don't think that the the narrative that everything has been radically changed is true. They've been running variations of the same thing for, for 20 years since Charlie was there. And then, and that stayed. Now it, the offense and the defense evolves each year and different things go into it. And the play caller may, may adjust things based on his personality, but the core of that offense is the same that it's been since, since Bill got there. And it, it's not changing because Matt, and Joe are now, and Bill are now running it. Bill's had input on that the whole time. Now, the the different voices component to me is a is a much bigger deal. And not only did you lose Josh McDaniels, but you lost Mick Lombardi, and then you lost I think three other offensive coaches: the old line coach, the assistant quarterback coach. There was a pretty big uh, brain drain and and consistency component that that left the building and, and went to Las Vegas. So that's going to be adjust, an adjustment for Mac. I think that um, him looking at things from a, a much deeper defensive perspective will be different. And hopefully, you know, as if things go wrong and, and they hit bumps, he's not going to look at it and say, you know, I know better than you know the coaching staff and it gets adversarial because he has so much more experience. Uh, I'd say the other thing about Mac that I didn't love is how little – value he put in or how little um, uh, weight he put in all those offensive coaches leaving when he talked about it, you know, after the season, I, I thought he would have, would have given those guys more, more love. Eric, you mentioned Josh McDaniels leaving for Las Vegas and we all know the troubles he had at Denver and it's been a while. How do you think he will do his second time around as a head coach? I would imagine that, that he'll, he'll do great. And, and look, I got a head coaching job very young. Josh got a head coaching job very young. We tend to um, do the things that, that we know, and, and there's no manual for being a, a head coach. You make a, a ton of mistakes. It's like we all make mistakes when we enter into a new job. And what Josh has had the benefit of is, is a lot of time in between that first opportunity and the opportunity that, that he's gotten now. So he's, he's – uh, a lot older, a lot more experience, has seen a lot more. He's actually spent the year. He spent the year um, as an offensive coordinator. I forget which team it was with, but he's been at least in another system. So I think all of those things combined will, will really help him going into the second opportunity because he's also not he's not going through all the first time head coach learning curve that you have either. Just real quick on that, Eric. What do you think you learned most from one job to the next that would that that, that applies to coaches that that have another opportunity as a head coach? 
Well, I, I've said this a lot, and I, I had two very strong football fathers. I had Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, obviously uh, strong personalities and extremely successful. And when I got the, the job in New York, I thought, who am I to, to do things differently than these two Hall of Fame coaches who have done things so well and have achieved at such high level of success? And I, I still fundamentally believe in all the things that we did in, in New England with Bill and, and in New York with, with Coach Parcells. But the important thing and the thing that I share with, with any new leader is you can, you can incorporate all those things, but just make sure you do it in your own voice. And, and that's, that's the, the key component to it is, is push forward all the ideas, all the, all the um, fundamental core values that you have and that you've learned but just make sure you're always doing it in your own voice. Well said. Eric, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to keep it in the NFL when we go to break here. Some big news from uh, Dallas, a big injury. And for some reason, I feel like Jerry Jones thinks it's not 2022. He thinks we're playing the NFL in 1992. We'll explain next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here on Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. In for the guys, Tim Welsh, myself, Dallin Cuff, till 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, big unfortunate news for a big and talented dude um, from the Dallas Cowboys, Tyron Smith, their uh, all-pro left tackle, um, was out for the season. Uh, it's called a a fusion fracture of his knee, what really means basically the the hamstring muscle has torn off the bone, uh, and he is out for the year. If you saw the video online, it really almost looked like 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 his leg had just been taken out. It was really uh, hard. It was hard to watch, and it felt terrible for him, um, but not good for this uh, Cowboys team at all. It was a team that's dealt with offensive line injuries. Uh, they lost weapons, obviously, in terms of the outside. Um, Zeke Elliott he seems to be on a bit of a backslide, you would think, um, but fail not. Jerry Jones, Tim Welsh, still believes in Zeke and the running the game, running the ball to win games? There is no question he was limited. Nobody wanted to say that, but he was very limited. He's in the best shape he's ever been in. Now, it is still a fact. We go as Zeke goes. 
I know it's a lot on Dak's shoulders, but we go as Zeke goes. He's very capable of being everything we've ever wanted to be. The wild card, though, is the guy that's playing beside him, Pollard. That's right. And so we put Pollard in some plans that with Zeke for the defenses to have to work against midweek and be ready to play, then you've got Pollard. We really like where we are running back. But it all starts and stops with Zeke. Tim Welsh. Yes. Let's start. I mean, let's start with there. We'll come back to the injury in a second. I and mean, I think they're all intertwined. Were you as surprised that he made that comment? We're in 2022 playing the NFL. This is not Emmett Smith in 1992, 1993, 94. This is the NFL where you got to be able to throw the ball, quarterback play, putting up points. And Zeke Elliott's going the wrong direction in his career. Pollard may start over at some point. Coming from anywhere else, I would be surprised. Or if any head coach in the NFL said that, mm. they would be questioned like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I want to hear from Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from Kellen Moore. I want to hear from Joe Philbin, their offensive line coach. Uh, those guys I trust. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. I mean, obviously Jerry's going to be in their ear, but is Jerry Jones scheming up the offense and the offensive line hey, hey. for Sundays? He thinks he is, and he may be involved. How many, how many, there are no other owners I know in any sport that have a press conference after games. Jerry's press conference. Well, Jerry's uh, he's involved. <laughs> He's involved. He comes from the old the George Steinbrenner school. Yes, he does. He wants to be involved. But yeah. hey, uh it's just a big blow. A big blow no matter what whatever way you want to talk about it, it's a big blow. And and the Cowboys, you know, they're not going to build their offense around a running game. There's no doubt about it. You can't in today's game. The game is it's just you're not going to win big that way. You've got to you've got to sling it. Yeah. You've got and to get need, it down the field. You need a left tackle. You need a blind side tackle to help protect Dak, who's do- dealt with injury issues, obviously. Um, reports are that Dak looks great, looks better than he's been in a long time. But if you can't stand upright and, and look down the field and make passes, you're in trouble. And now, bear in mind, like look at the numbers when Tyron Smith is not in the lineup. A full yard per carry less in 2019. Not just Zeke's numbers go down, but that in terms of the full yard per carry less, QBR for Dak goes from 78, a very solid number, down to 47. Not very poor number, and they're 500 as a team. So Smith on the field and off the field, alarming numbers is huge. And you're a Cowboys fan. How do you feel? What are, what are your what are your how do you feel about your squad? Basically, in terms of let's start with the division, and then beyond that, if you think they're going to be beyond that. Well, you know those numbers don't lie. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. But I think it's early enough where they can make some moves. They can make some moves, and and we talked about it earlier. Uh, Kellen Moore's got a good mind offensively. Uh, how to scheme up. Th- the offense for Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Philbin has the offensive line coach has done miracles basically because he's been wiped out in the last few years with injuries on the offensive line. And they've still done a good job in, in those situations last year, making the playoffs and, you know, not getting as far as they wanted to, but they were, they've been de- devastated before and they've stood on their feet. So I think they'll be fine. You know, they're going to probably move Tyler Smith, maybe the rookie. They'll give him a shot there and, and see what he can do. He's not ready. I'm sure. But you know he had a lot of penalties last year at, at Tulsa, playing the same position. And they're going to play. They, the plan was to play him at guard, but now they may have to move him over. They're going to move some guys around and and uh, talk to old Jerry, see what he's got to say. <laughs> I wonder if he's in the meeting room this afternoon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. I, I, there's there is, but that, again, the weapons lost on the outside a bit. The problems the offensive line that's concerning for them. Now, granted, you know they obviously had hit in a massive draft pick in Micah Parsons last year, and he's he's a stud. But their defense was better without a doubt last year. And the number of takeaways too. Um, but in terms of the division, if you're handicapping it right now, Vegas. Now again, Vegas's job is to try to you can't overexpose yourself. They're plus one thirty five in most in books. Well, we're using sportsbook William Hill. That's our, our partner there, Caesars William Hill. There you go. Okay. Um, 
Hey, I got to represent that. That's what we have to say. We're on ESPN Airwaves. Uh, so there we go. Uh, they're plus 135. So, you know, it's, it's a slight favorite of the plus 150 for the Eagles uh, being the second favorite in the NFC East. Would you handicap it that way? Because I think if all things are equal, if you wouldn't have be overexposed, if, if the brand name was different, if it wasn't the Cowboys, I don't think the Cowboys are going to get the favorite in this from a Vegas standpoint because it's about dollars, cents, and value on each side. What do you, how do you handicap the NFC East? Well, I think the Eagles certainly vault to the top right now. Okay. And then the Cowboys... Did you think that before this injury? Uh, no. I thought, okay. I thought the Cowboys were, were ahead of the Eagles. I, I really did. Especially, I thought because it's Dak's second season coming back off the injury. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year I thought he had a good year, but I think now one full season under his belt off the injury, and all reports is that he looked very, he's looked very good in training camp. I thought that, you know, this was a breakout year for him. And and Kellen Moore, I think, has really done a nice job evolving into a a unique offensive coordinator guy that's on the verge of probably getting a head coaching job. And then, you know, on the defensive side, Dan Quinn was terrific last year. I mean, obviously, Micah Parsons having him on out there for you helps, but uh, he did a good job. So they've got guys, their position coaches, their coordinators are excellent. You know, I think they have to clean up a lot of the stuff with the clock. Still in the penalties, mm-hmm. uh, that that's still an issue. And if they can make some moves with that, I think they're going to be fine. But th- this injury is devastating. And and how you start the season is important. And I think that's I think the Eagles have a more uh, complete team. I like what they did in their off season in terms of addition versus subtraction with some different pieces. Um, I'm, Jalen Hurts is in a huge spot. I mean, he's an absolute huge spot. Um, is he ready for prime time? We'll see. This is his second. Like this is a. He has to prove it right now. If he doesn't, they're not going to probably extend him as a first round pick, and then they're not going to. They're probably going to draft with the twenty twenty three first round pick, take another quarterback. But look at their their schedule to start. If you're on the TV side of things, you can see it. They're on the road to the Lions, home against the Vikings, at the Commanders, home against the Jags. That's a good way to get things going. And momentum is big in any sport, and particularly in the NFL, when you can get off to the right foot. So I, their schedule sets up for them very well. Conversely, now the Cowboys have two home games to start, huge ones, but they've got the Bucks coming to town. And they got the Bengals coming to town. They got they got Super Bowl contenders with with Super Bowl winning quarterback and a quarterback that's played into and took his team to a Super Bowl, and they got a lot of pieces around those guys. Now the Bucks have offensive line issues too, as we discussed. But there's there's a those two positions in terms of where they start are very very different in terms of those two teams. Can Hurts handle the Philadelphia? Crowd. That's why he's got to do well early, man. Because if you don't, that 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 place can especially just come the in Vikings and the Jags. Because if they lose, it's who they're losing to too. Like the like, Eagles fans may take a L if it is or be less losing angry to about du- it. losing to Doug Peterson with the Jaguars. Ooh, that's not going to go well. It wouldn't go well. But it, losing to any of those teams isn't going to go well. But the teams, if you're supposed to beat them, Philly can get. Real I think tough he has the moxie fans. though. I think he does. I, I think, think so. he's. I think he's got it. I, I don't know if he has the elite talent though. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's. When you talk about franchise quarterbacks, you want a quarterback you think can lead you and, and win a Super Bowl. I'm not sure. I don't think that's Jalen Hurts. At least what we've seen to this point. This year, he'd have to show something very different. I'm looking forward to Trevor Lawrence and seeing what he can do. So am I. But, uh, and in a whole new situation with Peterson, I mean, I'd like to see him have a, a rebirth, a renaissance, if you will, after last year's debacle with uh, Urban Meyer at the helm. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, this happened during the show here. A brawl broke out in a joint practice between the last two, two uh, the Super Bowl combatants from last year. We've got somebody who's on the ground there to break it down, and one of the best players in the NFL was thrown around a helmet like a weapon. That's next. After I tell you about FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can set up, step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY. 
Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back into Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers alongside Coach Tim Welsh. I'm Dallin Cuff in for the guys. And uh, you just heard a Doug's update, and we've been talking about it a little bit. Um, at the joint practice between the practices between the Rams and the Bengals, a melee broke out. Aaron Donald, you could see it a video that was going through. It's all over uh, online right now, over social media. Has a Bengals helmet in his hand, and he's swinging it around, swinging it at people uh, to get an insight on what the heck actually happened. Sarah Barshop, our ESPN Rams reporter, was on the ground in Cincinnati and, and saw this kind of take place. So, Sarah, just let's start there. What happened to precipitate this melee? So this wasn't the first time that there was little skirmishes between the teams. It was definitely the biggest one. Um, we saw players go back and forth a little bit, but they were pretty quickly broken up. And then I would say this is probably the third one in the biggest fight. And we saw it, it looked like, um, I couldn't tell who the Rams player was, but it looked like a defender was engaged with Lel Collins, the, Ram, the Bengals' right tackle. And um, all of a sudden there was hook pushing and shoving. And then I saw Aaron Donald holding two Bengals' helmets one in each hand. I didn't see the swinging from where I was standing, but I have seen that video that you referenced. Um, it appears that he's swinging those helmets. And then in the video, you can see him tumble to the ground after. Um, at the time we talked to Sean McVay, we had seen the helmets, but we didn't realize, I guess, the extent um, of what had happened and what's shown in that video. Um, so he, he and uh, Zach Taylor decided to end practice a little bit early. And, McVeigh kind of focused after practice on no one was hurt. He said, as far as I know, no one was hurt. Um, and that's kind of what I saw from, from that end of joint practice. Sarah, what was said after in and around the media or maybe within the coaches or the inner circle? Did anything happen in the Super Bowl last year that may have carried over to this practice? You know, Sean McVeigh was asked that before these joint practices and he said he didn't think that would be a problem. Now I don't believe Collins was on the Bengals roster last year or didn't play in the Super Bowl, so I don't think that would have um contributed to it. But um I'm sure there was some drawing back and forth over the two days, but nothing like the fight that ended um at the end of practice. 
I'm with Sarah Barshop, ESPN Rams reporter, who was uh, on the ground here and saw this 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 melee break out. I keep using the word melee. Probably should stop that and you know, diversify a bit. Saw this brawl break out. <laughs> uh, Sarah, we we've done some cursory looking through some of this stuff. There's been incidents within um, them teams themselves in in practices. Uh, where a player may have grabbed a helmet and swung it at a teammate. There's been things with joint practice where we've seen something similar. We obviously saw the Miles Garrett incident, which was on a national TV game, which was different. That was an NFL game. These are different because it seems like there are practices. Does the NFL have jurisdiction here to punish Aaron Donald in any way if they felt it was warranted? As far as this is just talking to people, I've been asking that same question around, and it sounds like it is up to the team. Um, because it's not a game, it is up to the team to, to decide that discipline. Um, I've asked if the Rams expect to do anything with this. Um, the, the latest we've heard is that the Rams declined to make any further comment about the incident and referred to the team's spokesperson referred to McVay's comments after practice um, and kind of decided to leave it at that. But I do not believe that the NFL has jurisdiction to make that decision. I think it is the team. Okay, the teams play Saturday night. Uh, do you think this could carry over to the preseason game? Well, what Sean McVay told us was, I think in about an hour, it'll be forgotten. I think we'll be past it now. I think the video circulating on Twitter has kind of changed that conversation. I don't think it has been forgotten. But, um, you know, the starters are not the ones playing in the game for the Rams. It doesn't sound like the Bengals starters are either. I'm sure for as much as McVay and Taylor had told their teams before this week of practice that they wanted to be clean and they didn't want fights, I can only imagine how much they're emphasizing that now for Saturday's game. Sarah Barshop on the ground in Cincinnati breaking it down for us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. I do find it interesting that like uh, they're going to play on Saturday, but as she said, it's not those key players. You know, rivalry in sport is good, and we've got we've lost that a lot in the NBA. We've lost it in college basketball in terms of players. We have it in terms of programs. You know, I know these guys we've lost even, the hate, and I do think there's you know our society has too much hate. But I think hate, some hate in sports is good. Some hate in sports is okay. I don't receive like, brawls all the time. But if these two teams that have, if they could build up a, a distaste and they have these big inter, inter-conference games occasionally, that's good stuff. Well, we also know the coaches are tight. You know, yeah, obviously, yeah. work together and uh, good two great teams. And love to see a rematch, maybe. Okay, I'd be in for that. That was fun. We might even have to tune in Saturday <laughs> For the, there, there's for the exhibition zero game where no, shot. no one will be on the field. Hell would freeze over before I'm watching that game. Let me be really real with you here, uh, Tim Welsh. There's zippy shot I'm watching that game, especially on a Saturday night. Maybe you can tune in, though. Tell oh, me. I'll, I'll give you the update. You give me the breakdown. You text me. I'll be about four mezcals deep, but you text me what's going on. You let me know what's happening. Appreciate that. Uh, speaking of brawls, it's one of the biggest rivalries in college football, and it's back next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back into Canty and Carlin. Uh, and for the guys today is Coach Tim Welsh, myself, Dallin Cuff. Um, college football just around the corner here. Week zero coming up in a couple days. Week one, there's a bunch of big time matchups uh, next weekend. Not even next weekend. It really starts like a week from today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's, it goes every day there are games. Uh, you can catch them on ESPN's Family Networks and, and all over. Um, but this is from Nicole Auerbach from the state newspaper. In, she posted this on Twitter. Uh, the state, which is a newspaper in South Carolina, posted a poll asking what the new nickname of South Carolina mascot should be called in the leading candidate coach. Actually, let me give you a guess. What do you think? What do you think that? Give me a good name for the South Carolina. It's not the mascot. Commanders. Well, no, that's definitely not the Commanders. No, it's not that. Low, the Low Countrymen. Wow, you are <laughs> you're way off. By My the way. mind's in Hilton Head. Very, yeah, when you well, say South Carolina, I'm thinking about the golf courses in Hilton Head, which I played Charleston a lot last weekend. Nice. My buddy who played three courses three days was great. That's neither for here nor there. Um, hoping for that Charleston Classic assignment again this year. I I'm jealous of you guys when you get the Charleston Classic. It is a great town down there. Good meals, good food. But, but we're talking football. But now. no, yeah, no low country. Well, you said your heads on on on, the, on playing golf. I guess my head or everybody's head is in the gutter because the leader is right now. His name is Cock Commander. As the Gamecocks. Okay. Now, I would th- I think you flip that, and I think you go Ron Jeremy, but I'm not going to say that. But I think that's probably where you go. But Chuck Norris, is, Cluck Norris, excuse me, is 6% of the vote. Coop, or Cooper, has 6% of the vote. And with 69% of the vote, Cock Commander. Okay. Well, I don't know if I have any opinion on it. I'm supposed to have opinions on everything. Well, uh, let me let me just ask you a question. First of all, this is, this is also great. I love the fact that again, our producer Evan in my ear, we think this is real. I love the fact has 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 this been vetted? I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm hear, I'm hearing like shadows of the Manti Teo doc in my head, like big media not vetting stuff. So sitting should, back, I should have probably texted Nicole. And be like, is this real? Um, we didn't do that. Um, I will say this: What does this say about society? We're all we're all you know twelve year old boys at heart. It's amazing to me. It really is. Wasn't the mascot's name cocky before that already? Like, didn't we already? Like, what are we renaming it for? Oh, the live mascot rooster. Oh, okay. That's and, what's different. And people are afraid of the friar still. <laughs> the friar's a little creepy. He's, he's slightly creepy. All right, it's real. Uh, Evan just voted. So what'd you vote for, though, is the question. You, you juvenile clown, you. You 12-year-old boy, you. I already voted did the same thing. I'm just kidding. Twelve-year-old boys are playing Madden and NBA 2K and uh, FIFA, and saying the first word. And not worried about the and, and, about the mascot. And saying the word that, pre, pre, that precedes Commander here. That's what they're doing too. There's no doubt. Oh about no! It. Back with oh more no! In a Kenny and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. In for the guys today, Coach Tim Welsh, myself, Dallin Cuff, till seven o'clock Eastern Time. Um. Week zero is uh, upon us, essentially, in, in college football. We are just hours away from kicking things off here. Who made weekend. that up, week zero? It's just a way to make more money, Coach. We probably did, in all honesty. It's probably... Okay, it. it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> what a company guy! I take a shot, you say it's beautiful. That's lovely. This has been a fun two and a half hours. I've enjoyed this. Um, 
you were just telling me. I know. Like, I don't usually see you. I hear you. I I know. I'm I haven't seen you in, in person. Some since. outposts in yeah. Waco or Lubbock. <laughs> outposts. Yeah. Big 12. Coaches uh, in the Big 12 country. I'm in studio throwing it back to me. Talking back. And I love the Big 12 cities. Yeah. I love them. And that's the best basketball conference in the country. You know, people realize that, but that's that's where the best hoops have been played the last two years. Um, and they have the reigning national champs right now, Kansas, who can't find a conference because all that matters is football. On that note, football is here, uh, basically. Uh, I like week zero, though. I like it when we had some better games. There's like no great games this week. But week one, there's a lot of good games. Um, I don't want to necessarily get into games. I'm not going to break down Wyoming, Illinois. Uh, sorry for any, any Cowboys or Illini fan. We're not going to get into that right now. What I do want to ask you, though, you grew up in upstate New York, uh, about an hour from Montreal, you told me. I grew up in Pittsburgh. My parents went to Duquesne, though. Not a college sports town. It is a pro sports town. It's Steelers, Pens, Pirates. Um, we followed the Alouettes and the Expos. Well, there you go. A little Grey Cup, Coupe de Gris, if yes. you will. Yes. Um, but you were coaching... Rust, at, Rusty Staub. Well, there you go. Rusty's. Well, you were coaching at uh, at Florida State yes. in their heyday, when Dion's there, prime time, doing his thing. Prime so time. So you've been around big-time college football. Whether it's there or any one of your stops along the way, what was like the best environment you saw, the best tradition you saw? What was that like? Well, there's no doubt about it. Florida State, Miami back in the day. Oh, yeah. We were very lucky to be in Tallahassee during those days. Uh, Jimmy Johnson versus Bobby Bowden and Michael Irvin and Dion. I mean, nothing better than that. And watching Miami try to march down the field and and win, which they did, uh, I believe it was 88 that was the wide right again. Like they couldn't, make, they couldn't make the field goal at the end. The, the, a lot of, ang- like three years a lot of angry Seminole fans. Yeah, they're still that, angry that night. They're, they're still hot about that one. Still hot about a lot of things right now. I couldn't, underst- I couldn't understand it at the time because I had never been around big time college football. But lose one game and they're like, "Oh, Bobby Bowden, I don't know, Bobby. I think you, I think we need to make a change." <laughs> that sounds about right. That's uh, the only thing more cutthroat. <laughs> I'd be than, up in the press box yeah. or up. You know, we'd have recruits up there. I'm like. I don't understand what yeah. you have. This guy is God. Literally. <laughs> he was a legend. And he, and he was. Yeah. And he was. And there's some great, great teams. But Dion used to hang out in the office mm. and uh, he used to beg us to play on the basketball team. And But there was no, and he was probably good enough to be, you know, at the end of the bench or whatever, but there was no way we were ever going to let him play basketball because if he ever tweaked an ankle, Oof. they would have t- taken us to the airport and said goodbye. You know, you you hurt our prime jewel. And he was playing baseball too, right? Was he, and he, track. Was, was tra- so he was doing like I think how much was going on there. If he tried to just cram in baseball, now he's one of the best athletes we've ever seen. You know, heck of a good guy too. Really, I've never met him, but I've heard really um, great. But that's like a pretty like that's a crazy career if he actually tried to fit in hoops in the middle of that year. Who knows? He may be the coach of the Seminoles one day. I. I think he could be sooner, sooner rather than later. We'll find out. Florida State plays LSU here. LSU getting three, laying three points in a in a uh, neutral venue, playing at the Superdome uh, in Week One. That's a huge game. And if Florida State gets trounced in there, your Knowles fans might be looking for Mike Norvell to see you later and get Dion in from Jackson State. Prime time has uh, made some waves early, early at Jackson State. Uh, you listen to Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. What's the best venue you've seen, though, from a college sports? Like, I, I, I had never been to a big-time game. My brother, older brother, Devin, played at the Air Force for a couple years. We went out to the parents' weekend one time. And that was the first time I'd ever seen, like, any high major games. And they're doing the flyovers. They're carrying generals up and down the stand. It was a really cool experience, but it wasn't the big thing. And then I saw Virginia Tech play Duke in Lane Stadium. When they drop in, enter Sandman. Guys, give me some enter Sandman. I know, Harry, I know you played at Illinois. Sorry for the shot right there. Illinois football. Shout-out to Illinois football. Um... But when they start playing Inner Sandman and that people start like jumping around, the whole stadium 
Lane Stadium feels like it's freaking moving. And coach, it isn't the, it isn't like they have to play Clemson. It's like they were playing Duke. They were playing Duke, and that place was live. Well, we'll, be, we'll become empty nesters one day. Uh, that'll be uh, something I'll do every fall. Make make a trip. There you pick, go. Pick a pick a place. I haven't been to that many. Uh, coached at Florida State. Coached at Syracuse. But you know, when I was at Syracuse, we were pretty good. Yeah. Coach McPherson was pretty good. Mm-hmm. He had it going on. Don McPherson, yeah. Donovan McNabb. They, they had it going on back then. But uh, I'd like to go to Michigan. Of course, a big house. I'd like to go to Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'd probably like to go to Florida and, and yeah, catch a ben game there. Go to the swamp, baby. Go to the swamp. You know, you know. F- Doe Campbell was good though back in the day. Of I, I was pretty lucky as a late in my late twenties being able to go to a game every other Saturday there. Yeah, that it was seems like pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Place. Pretty as they as you would say, it was pretty lit, Dallin. <laughs> I wouldn't say lit. I'm old, but look, hey, the, the applause for the control room of the usage of lit there, Coach. You nailed it. Um, but yeah, I, I just want yeah the Lane Stadium was cool, but. I still haven't seen enough. You know, I went to. I was able to go. We covered the national championship game in, in Superdome, but that's not the same. I thing. guess you Alabama. Would, go to Alabama Auburn game. Well, I'm sure Iron Bowl would be great. There's so many. You're right. I need to. I want to like make a uh, a list. And, been lucky enough to go hit a lot of co- good college basketball spots like you. Yeah. And uh, but football's next. Football's bigger and a bigger, 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 bigger deal. Now, I also don't want to be in a work capacity because I mentioned this earlier. Earlier, I'd like to be thoroughly overserved when I go to these events. Though I'd like to document it well, but I'd like to be able to you know partake in the libations and the tailgate. And then go hang out. You know, it amazes me, though, how great our announcers are, our, our play-by-play and, and analysts for football. Because it is a, you know, I've talked to them. It is a, just a different animal. I Whole mean, thing. you know, we've got the 12 guys we've got to worry about. They've got 60. Yo, they got 120. Right, like, exactly. Think about this, folks. Just about practice real quick. Like, practice for football, just managing that melee. Whereas hoops, it's 12 dudes, maybe 15 with a couple walk-ons. Get a couple hoops different going on. Give them coaches. It's just a, such a controllable atmosphere. And the locker room's controlled. Messages controlled. Football is just, it is a different beast in every way, shape, and And most of these football coaches don't give you anything when you talk to them. And the basketball coaches are open. They're open to us. You know, you go to talk to Bill Self, you talk to Bob Huggins, you talk to John Calipari. They're going to tell you. They're going to tell you what's what. But you go to these football guys, you get the standard answers. It's not Bill Checkian so much, but it's the next level. It's Coach Peak City. It's Coach Peak. I'm not going to start firing off names here. Just say a number of coaches. Except Mike Gundy. Well, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> he okay. cut the mullet. That's unfortunate. Such a such a try. Well, Mike Leach says some stuff too. Like Mike, he's entertaining. Absolutely. There's a few and far between, but by and large, you're getting a lot of coach speak. You're getting a lot of conservative responses. Except Ryan Day and Greg Schiano. They're they're not no coach speak there. They're saying we need millions to keep our team intact. Let them know right now. Tell them their boosters. As Enter Sandman plays in my ear still, which is, is lovely. The entrance song to uh, to Lane Stadium. I do like the fact the other day Clemson uh, coach Dabo Sweeney did, did did talk about his quarterback DJ Uyunglele and said, "You guys think he's some slapdick." I don't know. You were allowed to just, like, and we use that soundbite a lot. Interesting usage uh, of the word. I like Dabo. I think he he gives you some stuff. Yeah. He does. Uh, they're going to be. Uh, He's trying to scramble his way back to the top, though, to beat those SEC schools. Well, he needs his, they need some big quarterback play, and DJU's got to be better. He needs to look like the guy I did freshman year when he subbed in for Trevor Lawrence. Cole Klubnick, uh, one of the best uh, top recruits, like the top quarterback recruit, is waiting in the wings, potentially. Their defense is going to be stout. Uh, offensively, they can move the ball. We'll find out. They play at Georgia Tech uh, in the Atlanta uh, Super. What, what about Texas? You think they're for real? think Sarkeesian, you got get them going? Got to win some games first, man. Like the fans are like, I know they got better recruits. Sark is there. They got to win some games. Arch is coming. Just Arch in time is coming. For the SEC. They, they've also been sub 500 in the last 12 years, more than they've been above 500, I believe. So that's 
That's and they just surpassed Harvard as the, having the top endowment in the country. I did not know that. Oh, Holy there cow. you go. Okay. Over $60 billion. Just a cool That's what billion. oil does, Dallin. That's what oil does. Dabble in oil. I'm dabbling electricity. Week zero in college football is the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Huge broad NFL practice between last year's Super Bowl combatants. Can the NFL do anything about this? Is Aaron Donald gun suspended? That's next. Oh, we got it. We got 20 seconds. I thought we had five seconds. I heard 25 seconds. Would you like to say something for 15 seconds? That was a great tease. Would you like to just chime in here? No, I was just reading up on Texas and their endowment. You know, no need to fundraise there. Dollar dollar bills. We out. Be back in a second.